This is Shifting Our Schools, Episode 68, The Changing University. If you're looking to become an expert designer of authentic, purposeful, technology-rich learning experiences for your students, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for downloading and listening this week. We have a great conversation today for you about changes happening at the university and just new ways to think of formal education at some of the highest levels. Uh, For those of you that want to continue your formal education, I think you're really going to be interested into hearing what we we discussed today. It's been a university couple weeks for me, actually focusing on what is changing and happenings that are needing to happen at the university level. So often I am talking with educators who, especially high school teachers, who say, we would love to change, but the universities aren't. And that's just not true. Universities are changing as well. We're all changing in a time of connectedness. And uh, today's conversation really does dive into that. But the last couple of weeks, I found myself really focused in on universities and by no means because of anything, then it just happens to be that way sometimes. And uh, a bunch of university stuff has come my way. So one thing that I've been working on for the last about three months, actually, is I was asked to write a article for an upcoming journal. journal and the journal is called Critical Questions and Education, or CQIE. And I wrote a article that is going through the review process now. It's a peer-reviewed article, so it's going through that process now. But the title was Becoming relevant again. And it's all focused on universities. Uh, What I do is I take the connectivism learning theory um, from George Siemens, and I really dig deep into each of the principles of that theory and how they need to be applied in an educational setting. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And my goal is, is once it gets reviewed and gets published, I'll I'll be able to actually read it here on the podcast and do almost like an audio article, if you will. Uh, But I'm excited about that. But that's been the last couple of weeks or the last couple months, actually, I've been focused on writing this journal article, uh, talking about changes that need to happen and are happening at the university level. And then, of course, working with Lissa, uh, who we had on a couple episodes ago, and our new partners at the University of Kentucky on our own new, what we're calling stackable certificates that we are rolling out, starting with our COTEL program, which for us is our Certificate of Educational Technology and Information Literacy. And it's stacking on top of these, uh, these certificates that the University of Kentucky has. And that's where our interview comes from today. Um, at the same time, uh, Chrissy Hellyer is getting educators all fired up to connect their classrooms through our Connected Teacher Series and our micro-credential. If you follow Eduro Learning on Facebook, you got to see a great uh, lot Facebook Live. And if you haven't followed Eduro Learning on Facebook, now's a good time to do it. But Chrissy did a Facebook Live last week uh, from the very south tip of the southern island of New Zealand, the south tip of the southern island of New Zealand, which is where she calls home. Uh, She is one of the founders here at Eduro Learning. And uh, she calls the south tip of the South Island in New Zealand home. And she did a Facebook live from her uh, build site. She's building a house uh, down there. And so she was out on a beautiful sunny day in Southern New Zealand uh, doing her Facebook live talking about just how crazy it is that we can connect around the world like this. And so you get to see the scenery from the Southern Island, the south tip of the Southern Island, of New Zealand. And it's fantastic. I will warn, warn, warning, warning you though. I will warn you, sorry. I will warn you that if you go watch that video, 
you might get a bit jealous because the view from her new house, once it's built, is going to be incredible. Uh, so head on over. If you haven't uh, looked at the Dura Learning Facebook page, you will see Chrissy's Facebook Live talking about being a connected educator and what does that mean. Um, here's also, here's a fun fact. This is kind of cool. Uh, Chrissy and I, a lot of times, are comparing her living in New Zealand with me living here in Seattle. And we were messing around with maps not that long ago, actually, during a training when Chrissy and I were doing it. And we found out that where Chrissy lives in New Zealand is almost the exact latitude that I live in Seattle, only in the Southern Hemisphere. So that's kind of cool when you think about it. She's all the way in the Southern Hemisphere, but almost the exact same or same opposite latitude as we are here in Seattle, which is just so, so cool to think about and just how small and connected our world really is. So you want to head over to Eduro Learning Check out everything over there about becoming a connected uh, teacher as well. Uh, and make sure you check out Chrissy's creating some amazing content over on Facebook and on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check in there as well. This week's free PDF goes right along with that, of course, because we're all about the connected teacher these next couple months. And so this week's free PDF is called Who Do You Follow When Starting Your Personal Learning Network or your PLN? Who do you follow when you're starting your PLN? It's a great quick little PDF, a great little guide for those of you who want to take your non-formal education to the next level on places like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest or a host of social media sites. Uh, it's a quick guide to get you started, to things to think about. If you already have a PLN, it's also some just great tips and tricks to kind of think about about who do you follow. And I think you'll find some interesting ideas in there. It's a free PDF all this week over at Edero Learning. And of course, you can get all of this by going to SOSpodcast.org. Uh, then once you get there up at the top, you will see the letters CT for Connected Teacher. Or you can just go to SOSpodcast.org slash CT. Uh, or you can go to edurolearning.com, E-D-U-R-O learning.com. And it's all over the front page there as well. We'll get you to this week's free PDF, Who Do You Follow When Starting Your PLM? Now this week, I sit down with John Nash, uh, who is an associate professor and department chair of the educational leadership department at the University of Kentucky, to talk about how universities are changing to meet the needs of students, and specifically working teachers, because he is in the educational leadership, a lot of what they're focusing on, of course, is those degrees after you become a teacher. So what we're going to talk about here is how we are stacking certificates. Uh, And if you can see me, I'm actually doing air quotes around this because this is a new kind of idea that we're going to stack certificates on top of each other that can lead towards a master's degree or even a PhD. Uh, And the ones that we're stacking together and what you're going to hear us talk about today is our COTEL program, the Certificate of Educational Technology and Information Literacy, stacked on top of the University of Kentucky's School Technology Leadership Certificate. You're going to hear us talk about who this program is actually for, why these two certificates are so powerful together, and then how you can stack other certificates on top of that if you're headed towards your master's degree. It really is a great conversation uh, with the University of Kentucky, with John uh, from the University of Kentucky, just talking about how universities are changing in the same way that K-12 needs to change as well. And if you are interested in this, after listening to this episode, our first cohort launches this February with this new partnership with the University of Kentucky. Space is limited. And we expect it to fill up fast uh, once we open the registration, which will probably be in about a month. But it's a fantastic opportunity for those of you who want to continue your formal learning. So today's a little bit of both. We've got the free PDF, who do you follow when starting your PLN for that unformal learning, and then also diving deep into 
our new partnership with the University of Kentucky for that formal learning that you might want to continue as well. And with that, on with the show. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And it's so great to uh, be joined today uh, by John, who's the Associate Professor and Department Chair of the Educational Leadership Studies at the University of Kentucky. And also joining us is uh, Lissa, who is getting up at 6.45 a.m. Beijing time. Good morning, Lissa. How are you? Good morning. Good. Good. Uh, John, thanks for joining us. Just wanted to, um, we know we've been talking about on the podcast and some of the other audios that we're releasing here about this new uh, partnership that we are uh, venturing into with our COTEL, Certificate of Educational Technology and Information Literacy, and uh, your department uh, mm-hmm. so that people can, what we are calling stackable certificates. And I love this idea. Um, so uh, just first of all, welcome and uh, give us a little background of where you come from and kind of uh, your, your journey in education. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And um, hi, everybody. I'm yeah. I'm John Nash. I'm a I'm a native of the San Francisco Bay Area, uh-huh. and uh, come to Kentucky via a circuitous route of several states. Uh, my BA is from uh, is in developmental psychology from University of California Santa Barbara, and then I've got a master's in special ed from University of Louisiana at Monroe, and my PhD is in educational administration from the University of Wisconsin Madison. So, I've got. Um, and I was raised near Stanford University, so I'm kind of a Pac-12, Big Ten kind okay. of weird mix of a guy. But um, And uh, I've had uh, different positions, both in higher ed and uh, in outside uh, higher ed. But most recently here at the University of Kentucky, I've been here since 2011 uh, when I came here with Scott McLeod from Iowa State University. And... He and I and uh, Justin Bathin and Jason Richardson uh, combined our efforts to put uh, CASEL, the Center for Advanced Study of Technology, Leadership, and Ed, Education, um, at UK. And we launched very cool. the University of Kentucky's, thanks, the uh, UK's very first online PhD program with an emphasis on school technology leadership or specialization in that. So um, we've been really excited about online learning and about uh, technology in schools and how to lead schools in the presence of technology. So um, awesome. that's why we're kind of excited to talk with you guys about this. And do you do you guys work with school districts around the university then with, through the CASEL program and, and such? Is there some outreach programs that you do with districts as well? S- some. And um, and now CASEL's efforts are they're sort of moving back with Scott McLeod at the University of Colorado at Denver. But right. yeah, CASEL's history has long been around thinking about how to uh, build the capacity of school leaders, not only sort of teacher leaders, but also assistant principals, principals, superintendents, and boards to think more intelligently about the way technology unfolds in a school. I mean, the mantra there has always been if the leaders don't get it, nobody will. And for for almost half a century, we've been having this well-intentioned throwing of, of computers at schools. Uh, without a lot of thought around how we might lead in the presence of all that tech. So there's been tons of, at least in the States, you know, lots of federal efforts to get kids to use computers, lots of efforts to get teachers to use computers, and then ironically, no effort whatsoever to really build the capacity of the leadership around that, the people who resource it, the people who have to uh, do all that stuff. So um, that's been our focus there. 
And I, and I, I love that because I, I will tell you that um, our company, Dura Learning, when we go in and we're looking at school districts to partner with and school districts who approach us, we take a long, hard look at the administration that is in place and their understanding of what it means to lead in a technology-rich world. And I will tell you, we have more than, more than once actually walked away from school districts saying, I, I, I personally am not ready to work with that admin team. Like, I, I know where I've gone through those admin teams. I know how this ends and it doesn't end well if you don't have leadership that understands teaching and learning is different when every kid has a device or when we're in this technology, technology works world. Um, Lisa, talk to, talk to us a little bit. Just give us a little background. And Lisa and I, for those of you that listened to the podcast a couple episodes ago, Lisa and I kind of talked about how excited we are uh, about this partnership between Cotel and the University of Kentucky and their certificate program. Alyssa, can you just give us just a, a quick, like, why are you excited for this? You were, and if you didn't hear that podcast, the best part of all that podcast is Alyssa is a Cotel graduate and Unit University of Kentucky graduate. So she has gone through both programs. Um, so I think she just brings so, so much to the table in understanding how this partnership is going to work and, and why, why these two programs, why now? So Alyssa, can you kind of give us a little background uh, on that? Yeah, I feel like with John saying that he came, they came in 2011, I found the program in like early 2013. So mm -hmm. I feel like I found it exactly the right <laughs> moment. So that makes me even happier. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, as we've been, of course, I did both programs and loved them. But, you know, as we've been really looking at this partnership, I've just gotten even more excited because of that idea that you you get to combine the best of both worlds. With Cotail, we're, we're known for the practical application. I get to immediately apply this in my classroom. And now we get to partner with a tier one research university where you really, like what I found when I was going through the program is really that like, that why of everything. Like having access to a university library was really, awesome for me yeah. <laughs> and you know, diving deep into, okay, but what do, what does the research say about this? And what are people finding about this? Oh, that's why this works. That's why, you know, I'm seeing these results in my classroom. And then when, you know, I'm as a teacher, if I'm going to my admin and trying to advocate for something, not only do I have the empirical research, I also have my practical application. So those things to me just go so well together and that teacher leadership aspect of it, I get to be a, you know, innovative in my classroom and then simultaneously I'm learning how to be a, you know, a leader and help my whole school and, you know, just outside my classroom. And I think that's really powerful too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And we've been, we've been looking for, for quite a while to partner with a university and I'm so excited um, that we've, that we've gone through this process with you, John, and, and, and Jason and Justin as well. Um, and really, I really feel like we have found a, a university to partner with. I was wondering from your standpoint, why, why did you choose Cotel or, or what is it that you're excited about uh, from, from your end on, on being able to partner with us? Yeah, um, well, I think that there's a synergy between our efforts, you know, UK, has through our work with our school technology leadership program has been trying to lead in bringing ed leadership to a global audience because our we have an online program um, and we've been long working to advance school technology leadership efforts and 
Cotail has long worked to advance school tech teaching efforts, if we can right. coin a term. And yeah. so I think linking these efforts creates a great combination for the savvy educators that want to try to go with us on this journey. Yeah, yeah. And I love that, you know, I'm trying to think like who's, who, who would benefit the most from, from this program. And it, what comes to mind to me is like even, even people who want to become our department chairs at their school um, are looking to move into leadership roles, of course, you know, whether it's principal or, or um, central administration. Uh, is there anybody else that you think that really this, this would be, uh, this program is really tailored for? Or are there other people that have gone through your certificate program? Who are you seeing go through your certificate program? We're seeing people from all stripes of uh, desires to you know, improve education come through the program. You know, our, our school technology leadership graduate certificate, for instance, is, can also fulfill elective requirements in our PhD program and some of our other master's programs. So people that are interested in, say, teacher leadership, but also have a bent towards technology, this has been a, 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 you know, a nice fit for them. I think you know, on the sort of global front, international teachers who are committed to teaching and leading in the presence of technology, I mean, that's yeah. kind of what we're looking for, the kind of people who want to not only learn additional technology skills, but also maybe skills in leadership that can improve the way schools work and the way kids learn. Mm. I love that. I love that. Uh, as you kind of think and reflect on your department there at the University of Kentucky, what is it that you think as far as this program and the master's degree as a whole and the PhD programs that you guys offer, what is it that you're, you're probably most proud of within your department? Um, that's a great question. I think there's probably a few things. Um, Lissa started to touch on it a little bit, but um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say we weren't, we're proud of our research-informed work. I mean, we're the flagship university for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. We're an R1, and so our faculty, you know, we teach and we act in the and conduct in the name of doing good research. And so the kinds of content that we bring to bear, the kinds of conversations that we have with our students, those are all about thinking about is what we're doing really informed by the literature and by the empirical work around us. I think we're also, because we're talking with you guys, but I mean, we're proud of our international scope, not only yeah. because we've been doing online work, but like we've also been physically on the ground in international settings. Um, Jason Richardson did his dissertation work in Cambodia, looking at the integration of technology there. He and I have been doing work there. And uh, also we've been to India together for some of the like ASB and some of those stuff like that. Um, tomorrow morning, I'm getting on a plane to Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, wow. So the, um, the international school community has also been welcoming to us on the ground as we think about and understand what their needs are where their unmet needs are and how we can create programming that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty proud of our collegiality. We connect with the students and um, I think, well, then the faculty, and we keep mentioning this core of folks, uh, but there are more unsung heroes there that the students will be exposed to that we, we get along. We're a good bunch. Yeah, that's cool. And I will say that is one thing that I think Lissa brings up over and over again is when, when uh, we tagged Lisa to kind of run this, um, to run this, this cooperation or the, this partnership in trying to overlay our curriculums together and figuring out where they match, she was so excited to go to be working with, with you and Justin and Jason again. Like she, hmm. 
almost every meeting, she's like, it's incredible having meetings with these brainiacs. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Do you want to add anything that's Alyssa, like just what it's been for you to, to kind of look at, you know, the Kotel curriculum, the UK curriculum and being able to kind of try to mesh these things together so that, that we're, we're doing both, you know, both, both certificates a service. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that has been really great. Like, you know, I, I've, all three of you guys were my professors during the course. And I, of course I had other great ones too, but um, you know, you three were my core professors. And so to be able to now like continue to work and learn from you guys is awesome. Um, and it just comes at a perfect time for us because we've known for about a year that we, because of the new ISTE standards for, for educators that we need to look at our curriculum again. And so this just comes at the perfect time for us to, to not only look at the curriculum, but then also how that matches your curriculum. And mm -hmm. like the last meeting uh, I had with Justin and Jason, we were looking at how, because the University of Kentucky curriculum is the ISTE standards for education leaders, now that it's not, a, not admin anymore, um, they're like revamped standards. And then looking at the ISTE standards for educators and how those go together and how we can like, you guys have said that synergy and how we can hit the best of both. And so that's why I'm again, so excited about this because as people are going through this program, they're not just getting the education leader side or just getting the educator side. Yeah. They're getting both experience in both of them in order to really best help get, drill down to those student standards. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's to me, I, that's the part that I think I was most excited about. You know, I still remember it's almost the, probably about a year ago now that Jason and I had the first, the first, uh, you know, kind of Skype call or, or hangout where we started talking about what this partnership might look like. And I was so excited when he was started talking about this idea of, of stackable certificates towards a master's degree. And, and, I think for any, you know, I'm always looking for innovative universities. We're looking for, in, for universities to lead the way. And especially somebody who works with a ton of K-12 schools, I hear from teachers over and over and over again, well, universities aren't changing. Universities aren't changing. And I keep trying to say they are. You just haven't been to school in a long time, so you don't know they are. And, and so I, I really want us to focus in on this idea of what are the shifts that, John, that you've seen even when we talk about this idea of stackable certificates, what was that change like at the university? And is it, is it expanding beyond your department? Is, is the universities and all really starting to look at, especially master's degree and PhD programs? And, and where, where's this movement coming from, from within the university? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, yeah, I think there is still a glimmer of hope for innovation inside big universities. Um, yeah. In spite of what people may be saying, you know, we've seen from our own experience since 2012 when we launched that online program, and also what's been borne out in reports that we've seen coming down the pike actually inside our university at the provost level even, that the movement seems like there's a path through higher education where learners are gonna earn multiple credentials throughout their lifetime and their careers that's, uh, you know, because this is an ever-shifting economy, they need to have just the right thing at just the right time. So yeah, in a perfect world, students would be able to stack these credentials. So you could mix multiple degrees and certificates or professional development events, and you get this interesting mosaic uh, of experiences that will set them apart in the job market. And so um, while it sounds like maybe it's a mishmash, it's really not. It's, it's a purposeful um, um, 
uh, linking of these different resources that allows our students to build a resume that makes them look really good in the marketplace. And it kind of started even back in that 2012 event when we were featured in an article in Inside Higher Ed. And Joshua Kim, who wrote this article in 2012, referred to something called micro-targeted online programs, or MTOPs. And our school tech program was an example of that. And what makes MTOPs great are that, among other things, they're narrowly focused. They've got a specialized curriculum that leads to an accredited credential, like a real thing, something on a transcript. And it's built on the expertise and specialization of a department, not just one person. Like a MOOC tends to be just about like one great professor's thing. Right. And that's what our school tech leadership graduate certificate is, is that you're not getting a mass, you're not a, you know, a massive, you're not just a number in a, in a mass of things, but you're actually getting a department's efforts around a cohort of people that are going to learn really deeply on this one credential and get it good. Yeah. And I, to me, that is, that is the, I love the way you explain that because to me, that's the future, right? This, this quick moving economy requires you to get in, get out, get in, get out. And you are like people, I, I love this idea. Like in my mind, I just have like this picture of mosaics of, of certificates that a person ends up with, you know, as the economy shifts, you're, you're going to need to be able to shift with that. And yeah. I think for us, that was such for me specifically, when we started talking about all this, like I can just see this idea of stacking certificates on top of each other. And so now you have your education technology leadership certificate, you have the COTEL certificate, uh, and Lissa, maybe Lissa, this just came through, I think a couple of days ago, we are still allowed to get your uh, Google education trainer certificate. So now you, like, you take one program, and through our one program, you have University of Kentucky certificate, you have a COTEL certificate, and you get a Google Education Trainer certificate, all by going through one program together. And to me, that just like, I, it blows my own mind. Like, what? You can do that? And you can. And I think that's the cool part of where we are. And then being able to stack certificates to lead towards a master's degree. I mean, to right. me, that, that, that's huge, right? So can you talk a little bit about that? So this one certificate, the certificate that COTEL is a partnership with, is right. uh, Educational Technology Leadership Certificate, correct? Yeah, school, school Technology Leadership. School, yeah. okay, School Technology Leadership. And then what are the other certificates that you could take towards a master's degree? Yeah, we have two others. And so uh, the, the School Technology Leadership Graduate Certificate is the full name of it. And you can almost think of these as diplomalets because the, they, um, when a student finishes a graduate certificate at the University of Kentucky, it's a transcriptable event. It appears on a student's transcript as, as something. Uh, on there and that they can show. So we've got that one. And then we have a graduate certificate in deeper learning. And we have a graduate certificate in instructional coaching. And we forecast two additional certificates in the near future, one in executive leadership, think school heads. Right. So, uh, and then also one in schools, communities, and families. Oh, that'll be awesome. Cool. Yeah. I can see some other partnerships in our future, I tell you, <laughs> for sure. I, I just, I, I love that. I love that idea. What are you, what are you probably most excited about, about this partnership uh, with us uh, and, and with the COTEL, being able to stack COTEL on, on top of your certificates as well? Yeah. How do you summarize that? I think, <laughs> um, I think we're excited about program and we're excited about People. I mean, we're excited to have a program that's flexible, that's online, that's affordable. We're excited to learn from new people. Um, I mean, sure, we're professors, but 
we never stop learning and our students are really a primary source for that discovery. So I think, I think we're probably excited about those two things. Cool, very, very cool. Uh, Lisa, any questions uh, you would like to ask of John? Or John, any questions for, for Lisa and I here as we wrap this up? Um, I guess likewise, what are, you, uh, what are you excited about as we go forward? And, and, when, and how do we talk about what people will do next? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good question. I think for me, what I'm excited about is um, we, we have believed, and, you know, the, the background uh, of Kotel is it was something that uh, when, when Kim Cafino and I were working at the International School of Bangkok, our admin asked us to put together this, this program and they gave us the curriculum from another university. And we looked at it and said, this is really, really bad. We'll, we'll make our own. And that's where, that's where Kotel came from. And uh, that was with other people, of course. It wasn't just Kim and I, but Dennis Harder and Chad Bates were also uh, very much involved in that. And I think what came out of that is, was very much a understanding, much to the same point, that understanding that we are in a changing e uh, economy and, and needing to, to help teachers understand what it means to be public. We have tried, we are told in K-12 education anyway, that you've got to stay private, you can't be public. And I think we're paying that price right now in public education in that schools aren't telling their stories because we're so scared to. And so schools don't tell your stories. And when you don't tell your story, you allow other people to tell the story for you. And when other people tell the story, they now run the narrative. And this is why, you know, public education, I think right now is getting a really bad rap because nobody's telling the amazing stuff that happens every day in your classrooms. You only ever get to hear, you know, the one side of the story. And so very much the, you know, the Kotel program was built on helping people understand how to be public, understanding you must be public, and understanding how the reflective practice is the most important part to learning. And that is what Kotel was always built on, uh, was this idea of being publicly reflective through your blog. And so for me, I think it, it's, always been, it, it's always been this rich program, but it's been missing the, I don't know, for lack of a better term, the authoritative underlines of a university to, to really make it seem as good as it is. And so, um, you know, we're so excited that, that a university that we're we'll able to partner with the university and a university is looking at us saying, yes, the, what you are having students do matters. What you are having students do is what we expect students to do in university. And there's going to be some overlap on assignments and things that we do. And you're going to have to do a little bit extra because it is that university of Kentucky is going to ask you to do, and you're going to have to do some stuff that we're going to ask you to do. But the majority of this thing is really overlapping uh, back to Lissa's point around those ideas of, both the educational standards and the leadership standards coming from ISTE and trying to really meld those together. And that's really where we are in this process right now is, is trying to figure out how do we fit uh, your program and, you know, and our program together, which is, which is to me is, is the exciting piece, right? Like how do we make sure we've got that research base with ours? So I think for me that, that is, um, that's what I'm most excited about is just this idea that we're going to have something new and different that's not out there. And, and I'm always looking for something new and different that's never been done before. I, I'm, I love that challenge. And so uh, for me, I'm, I'm excited to have found uh, you and your team uh, to go on that journey with, with us and, and figure out something new. So I think for me, that, that's what um, I'm most passionate and excited about. Nice. Yeah.
Lissa, how about you? What do, what do you think? Well, I feel like I've spent hours talking about how excited I am <laughs> and why I love it. another podcast episode where Lissa gets to talk right. about it. Yeah, so. I just got to like talk for an hour about my excitement. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of wondering, John, like what the different paths people might take after or do take after they finish their school technology leadership uh, certificate. Like where might they go? with that within the university? Oh, within the university? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, they could, uh, they can, uh, depending on what kind of uh, background they have and what sort, of, well, what sort of degrees and credentials they arrive with, uh, their pathways might be into another graduate certificate uh, that might be of interest to them. And maybe it's deeper learning, maybe it's instructional coaching. Um, uh, it might be that they consider then taking those hours and transferring them into our master's degree in educational leadership, which is we like to think of as a focus on teacher leadership. So really prepares folks for uh, taking leadership roles in their schools or um, depending on where their own station is in their career ladder that might prepare them to be, you know, take the next step for school head or, you know, department chairs or what have you in that route. Um, and then those students that are interested in going even further, they can consider doctoral work with us. So there's a lot of choices down the road. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, getting a, getting, getting a certificate doesn't lock you into a path. It actually allows you to be very fluid. And that's, you know, again, that idea of stacking certificates and chunking learning into smaller bite-sized pieces to allow people to be more mobile. I think that's really what people want. You know, people want to be mobile today. And if somebody wanted to go to a different university, does, does the certificate then, it, does it transfer? Is that, is that part of? That, that actually, that's, a, that's usually best answered by that other university. University, but, okay. But the fact that the, um, that the courses are at a, you know, an accredited flagship institution doesn't yeah. hurt the argument. But I, yeah. I could never say whether they would instantly go, but. Right. Yeah. And, and to me, I think that's the, oh, sorry, go Lisa. Sorry. I was wondering, there's also the university of Kentucky also does like a superintendent certification or right. endorsement, right? Yes. And that's, that's the impetus for the executive uh, education graduate certificate. So basically, and this was, this is us being responsive to the market. So we have, um, we have students who are leading overseas they would they look to our superintendent uh, certification courses to prepare them and give themselves bona fide credentials to say to a, a school uh, an international school system um, I'm ready to lead you know this particular international school we've got three campuses we've got a, a primary a middle and an A and we need a head over all those principles yeah. I wanted to go do this and we thought why not um, since they don't most of those students don't usually require a state certification, uh, but still need to show that they've gone through a bona fide leadership executive training program, we've created this graduate certificate in executive school leadership, which will basically prepare international um, uh, school leaders, say principals or maybe teacher leaders, to do school head. Wow, that's very cool. I know my, my previous superintendent in Kuwait, um, Dave Botville, he went through yes. the, yeah, he did the the certificate or the uh, superintendent certificate. And then like, I know we've got even got a few people close to Coattail, like Robert Apino, um, who have been doing the, the PhD program and Ben Sheridan. And so yeah. like, it's, 
it's been really fun, you know, the last several years to watch as more and more people in the international community start to see the benefits that the University of Kentucky has. And like, you know, you think of Kentucky, you think of, you know, like our trivia, like bourbon and bluegrass. Like you think of this amazing university that's like plopped there that has so many opportunities for you know, for people all over the world. Both, yeah, it's know. really interesting when any of us, um, you know, set foot in Southeast Asia, you can't swing a cat and not find a UK connection. Um, yeah. We've been really uh, lucky to have such great folks associate themselves with us. And then that lets us go back and learn more about how we can serve them better. And I think it just goes to show again, it doesn't matter where you live nowadays, right? Like you can... Mm-hmm. You can live in Kentucky and you can live in Cambodia and we all have access to the learning. And to me, that, uh, that is such just a, a powerful, powerful uh, thing for humanity uh, that, that we are so lucky to be growing up in a time period that you can literally live wherever you feel like living. Beijing at six o'clock in the morning, okay. if you'd like, you know, and, and, and still do all this. And, and that is so uh, just still mind blowing to me, you know, as, as I'm even a part of it and I talk about it all the time, I'm still just like, wow, that's just, that's just so cool. Uh, and I think with that, like, you don't have to, you don't have to give up the connections that yeah. you can make, you know, face to face. Like mm-hmm. I've never actually met John or Jason or Justin in <laughs> real life, or maybe Jason I have now, but like, yeah. like I've never like, but I've felt such, you know, a connection spending so much time because with UK, you have a lot of live time. So um, like I did at least in my program. And so, you know, it's that like, I feel like I could go grab a drink with mm-hmm. any of you, or I had two people that were, you know, kind of in my school technology leadership cohort that I went through the entire program with and took all of my classes with. So same, like I've never met them in real life, but I could drive down to Ohio tomorrow and totally feel like I can go get some lunch and spend a couple hours with, you know, with someone. So I, I really like that, that I'm someone who cr- thrives those connections. And so Cotel and, and U- UK have both created these programs that have the cohorts that value the connection of people, even though they're not in the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. yeah. That's such yeah. a great overlay. That's great. Well, thank you both for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. John, it's uh, five five thirty or so, six thirty, six o'clock, something like that. Seven nineteen p.m. Seven nineteen. Seven nineteen. All right. So, uh, and are you are you in the path? You guys aren't in the path of the hurricane or anything. Uh, the last I looked uh, this morning, the all the models suggested that the tail end of the rain goes right over Lexington, Kentucky, where oh, we're at. Geez. Something right. will come, but. Um, Beth Rouse and I will fly in the opposite direction to Ho Chi Minh City tomorrow. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> There you go. Um, I, you know, if I may, just in in closing, if um, but you know, I wanted I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to our faculty who um, who had to say yes to do this. I mean, yeah. not only was it, it wasn't, and so I'm grateful to Jason Richardson's leadership in initiating this conversation to get this going. I'm grateful to Justin Bathin for um, uh, drafting out the first memorandum that might make this occur. Uh, and then, you know, I'm thankful to all of our other faculty, Beth Rouse, uh, Lars Bjork, Trisha Brown-Farino, Amanda Potterson, Maria Cahill, Lou Young. They all had to go, yes, we agree to do this. Uh, Very cool. So, um, uh, they watch, and I want to say thanks to them, too. Oh, yeah, all stars. Cool. That's great. Yeah.
all-star all-star cast and you get it all right you get it all through the program so you have so many amazing people uh helping and leading and and just uh learning with us and i love that you know that we are constantly we're all learners we teach these programs because i want to learn too <laughs> you know and every time we have a cohort go through we learn just as much as the people in the program so uh, that's great uh lissa thank you for getting up early in beijing and joining us i appreciate it thanks uh, john thank you and uh try and stay dry uh, as, as much as possible. Then. All right. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to shifting our schools with your host, Jeff Udick shifting our schools is part of the Eduro learning podcast network. For more great content, visit sospodcast.org or follow us at Eduro learning on Facebook and Twitter, leave a review, rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on shifting our schools.